Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Last Call Podcast. I'm Steve Armato alongside Connor Rogers. We are back here in the month of December, getting you guys ready to go. We got a couple weeks before Christmas, NFL playoff time. We're starting with the New York Giants NFL playoff time and completely and utterly exposed against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. What did you think? They got a reality check, and it was about time. It was against a team that could obviously throw the ball down the field, and like I said, this is a secondary that, while they have good players, they definitely have beatable players. Uh, Eli Apple's a young corner, who I thought has been okay this year. I didn't like the pick at all, but I'll be the first one to say he's been okay. I just think the bottom line is, if this team isn't getting after the quarterback, their secondary is not going to hold up long enough to stop teams like the Steelers. And the offense is really the biggest problem of all things because Eli Manning is awful right he's, now. He's bad, and I actually wrote down that Eli – the problem is Eli. I mean, the offensive line doesn't help, but Eli's bad. He's really bad. And he turned the ball over. The first turn, turnover that he had changed the game on Sunday. Without a doubt. And I, the pick to Timmons. Without a doubt. Oh, that was just an awful throw because people are saying, how can you blame Eli with this offensive line? That plays a perfect example. He had time. He just didn't see Lawrence Timmons. And also, I I have a theory, and this is not to defend Eli Manning because I think he's been a very overrated player his entire career, is that he has formed almost a fear, thanks to how bad Eric Flowers is, that he predetermines before the play that he's going to probably get killed from that side. Yeah, I agree. And you you can see anytime he's facing a team that is just completely blowing the offensive line away, that's when he starts throwing it at guys' feet. He's jittery, throws it at guys' feet. They're... Look, here's the thing. Steelers are a playoff team. Giants got a test. They failed the test miserably. They might go 8-8. Eight and eight. You don't know the rest oh, of the way. They might, Steve's dad thinks they, they might. Know. They might go 8-8. Eight eight. I like it. Dad's prediction might come true. I don't know if they're going to beat the Lions. I don't know if they're going to beat the Cow- – they're going to get blown out by the Cowboys this Sunday night, which will be the clincher That's for the we Cowboys. we talked about last time. Which will be the clincher for the Cowboys – for the division. And then, I mean, I just don't see them winning a game the rest of the way. Maybe the Eagles, but even the Eagles play them tough, so they, I, I yeah. don't know. They have to play the Lions, and Matt Stafford might be the NFC MVP right now. Yes. I would say he, he is the NFC MVP. I know everyone likes all the guys in the Cowboys. I think that's more of a collective effort. If you're looking for a standalone, I'm giving it to Stafford. I don't know what to think of the Eagles right now. Carson Wentz is kind of the rookie that I expected him to be, where the ups and downs are going to be there, especially with the rookie head coach. The Redskins always play the Giants tough, and it's going to be at the Redskins. I don't like that game. I think this Giants team is realistically going to finish 9-7 and seven right now, and I guess that might be good enough for the postseason. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because they're not going to win a game. No, the they're not winning a so game. So what does any of this matter? Nothing. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. I, w- I wish they would have stunk and just moved on from there, but we're going to go now baseball. Um, let's go Mets here. Granderson is the big name coming up in trade talks. Now, I heard a little rumor that it would be uh, Brock from the Orioles yep. for Granderson. Brock had a – I don't know if you saw his numbers Second last half year. was terrible, he, right? No, his whole season was unbelievable. Was his whole season? He had an unbelievable season last year, this, uh, this guy Brock. Monmouth University product, by the way. Um, he had a monster year last year. That would actually be a steal of a deal if you could grab that guy. Um, but I don't know if that's the – only piece that you need really right now. He's a freehold guy too. Which, yeah. Okay, so this is a Jersey guy. I already like him. Uh, six six. I'm assuming he's a power thrower out of the he pen. Throws, he throws hard sinkers. Uh, he's, got, he's got a hard sinker out of the pen. His ERA was was in the ones, I believe. Yeah, he finished with a 205. I think his second half, he, he 
had a bad second half. So to finish 205 shows you that a bad year for this guy is really good. I didn't know much about him until the rumors came up. I knew the Mets are always looking for another power arm in the bullpen. Here's my thing with the Mets and trading a corner outfielder. Bruce's value clearly is very low right now, mm -hmm. which sucks for the Mets. And because you're not going to get in return for Bruce the numbers he's possibly going to put up, because I do think he's going to have a, a, a good enough season. But the Mets have too many corner outfielders. The problem with the Granderson thing is because all the rumors from the MLB insiders have been that the interest is in Granderson, not Bruce. Granderson is more valuable to the Mets than anyone else because of continuity. He's their clubhouse leader and he's a power hitter. So obviously the Mets have always had that problem until recently. And he's getting really, really up there in age. So I just don't really see, and his range in the outfield has declined over the years. It's kind of weird to me that Granderson is the guy that is holding the value. I just think the Mets shouldn't trade him, honestly. No, I, I don't I, think they should trade I him. I think they need him right now. I think they need that vet. Wright is just such a wild card. You're not going to go into the season and say, well, Wright's the clubhouse leader. It's Curtis Granderson. Yes. It's just simple 100%. as that. This is a young team. I don't really think – I just think it's trading him is the bad move here. I know Bruce has no value, so you're kind of saying, okay, well, Granderson might have to be the guy or even Conforto, and you want to get more power arms in the pen. But at the end of the day, that's a hard loss to suffer. It's 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 a hard loss to suffer for a guy that threw seventy two innings last year, honestly. And the Granderson plays; he's going to play every day. And if he doesn't play every day, he's going to play at least hundred games. And I don't care that he hits between two thirty and two forty because he's hitting twenty five to thirty home runs. The big my biggest argument for Curtis Granderson is: listen, I think this Mets team is back in the postseason next year. I'll say it right now. I don't think they'll win the NL East. Maybe they will. I think they'll be in the postseason. He's probably there. He's a top two bat in that lineup in the postseason. Yes, 110%. It's ridiculous. And he now, has the most experience in the postseason of anybody in that lineup. Yeah. I mean, during the season, he's probably their fourth or fifth best hitter when you go day-to-day -day basis. In the postseason, he has been a top two hitter for them. I, I, and you don't just dump guys No, like you can't. I don't care if he's in the last year of his deal. Let him play it out. And he loves being in New York. He does. So just keep him here. Keep that guy here. And the clubhouse is going to thank you for it, too. Yeah, because if things go sour for Jay Bruce early, I don't think there's much coming back. No. And with Granderson, we've seen him go through month-long slumps, and he never – he always bounced back. He's a streaky guy, but he is, his head is completely different from Jay Bruce. And in New York, I know people listening to this that aren't New York friends might not understand it. It's monumental. Yep. It's so important. Listen, before we close out the Mets, I just want to get in a little bit of you know around the league talks. The Nats obviously trading a lot for Eaton today. Which is a horrible trade. It's a horrible trade. I don't know how you give up your number one, number five, I believe, and another prospect in that deal for, for him. Adam Eaton, yes. And also, what are the Pirates asking for that that deal couldn't get it, it done for McCutcheon right now? they got to be asking for a lot. The Pirates probably asked them for Trey Turner. Yeah. Which we're going to get to at the end of the show with story time. But we'll, we'll, we're going to touch on that. I one. still want McCutcheon as a Met. I wouldn't give up a Rosario, their top shortstop project prospect, but I still want him. He's never coming. I know. It's he's a pipe never, dream. I'm a fanboy, whatever. It's yeah. All. You're, you're really you're, – you're, you're, you sound like a Yankee fan. And speaking I of – I deserve to you, get this after you, all this BS we've sat through for the last seven years. That's true. You're right. And in, in terms of sounding like a Yankee fan – here we are in the Yankees. Matt Holiday signs a one-year, $13 million deal. He's a good stopgap. I like this signing He's a, a good stopgap at DH for them, which is, I mean, maybe he plays another year or two after this, but, you know, see what he's got left in the tank this year. You're not winning anything this year, especially now that Chris Sale's a Red Sox. And starting pitching is still a massive hurdle for this Yankees team. Look, Tanaka is not what he was when he first got here. He's never healthy. Pineda 
real wild card there. You just, know I just think he's not good. I, I know people can never admit this. Michael Pineda is just not good. I, I, I would, I agree with you. He's, I know there's always the hope, but it's just. I'm trying to think what he feels like to me. There's definitely there's always those pitchers in the past where you go, he's got the best stuff, he's gonna figure it out one year. And then when you get to like year four and five, you're like, maybe he's just not that good. Well, he's like the equivalent to what Billy Hamilton is as a position player. That's like, when, <laughs> like when Billy Hamilton came up, everyone was like, Oh, this guy's gonna be a stud because he steals all these bases. Same thing with Pina- with Pineda and the strikeouts. Like everyone fell in love with the strikeout. He had that game at the stadium where I think he struck out like 16 two years ago. And everyone's like just waiting, just waiting for waiting. And meanwhile, Billy Hamilton hits like two eleven and Michael Pineda's ERA is like four points. I would say Pineda so almost finished he, that, with a five the ERA last the year. It's like I, I get that people want to have hope in this guy, but it, it's pretty simple to me at this point. I mean, when you look at it's just a five, almost a five ERA over a four ERA. The year before, until he, he got hurt, he was pitching okay. He was pitching really well, actually. But I mean, the bottom line is, I'm starting to think this is who he is. And the Yankees, listen, anything the Yankees get this year is gravy because this is. Not a, I want to say, full rebuilding year, but it's pretty close where you're just kind of letting young players play and you're riding the wave. They're going to have a monumental offseason a year from now is what I'm banking on, or two years from now. When, when is Harper free? Two years. Two years. I'm. It's crazy what's going on with Bryce Harper and the Nationals right now. So far, not so far, but far enough from free agency that it just seems like he's already gone to me. It does, and that's why they're making all these deals now because they're trying to make a run at a title before he's gone because they're not going to meet his demands. Speaking of meeting his demands, look, I know he won the MVP last year, and I know he's he's had one good year so far, like one really good year. Yeah, 2015 was his MVP year. Yeah, to walk into someone's office and say, I want 10, 10 years, $400 million, It takes some balls. You have to have a sack on you. Yeah, to think, and he's good. always been that guy. Yes. I love the listen. I as a Mets fan, uh, so it's not like I. I love the way Bryce Harper plays. I think I, he's awesome. I love the way he plays, but, but but I mean, this is the most classic future Yankee. I mean, there could be a day where in two years from now, it's Bryce Harper and Matt Harvey on the in, on the Yankees. Let's 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 pump the brakes. Yeah, on Harvey. Let's pump so the I mean, it's pretty funny to me. Yeah, I mean, look, I I get what you're saying. I know he's already in pinstripes, but that's in the future. We're looking at now. Yeah, we're looking we're, at now. The Mets are good right now. The Yankees are still rebuilding. Mets are good so. right now. Yankees are still rebuilding. And now is where in the world. Where we do look at Where we do look at. We look at the past and where they are now. I'm going to start because I have no idea who yours is. It's, so I'm going to let you. You will. You so will. I'm going to let you take it away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this one. I'm going with 2001 Heisman Trophy winner Eric Crouch. Fun player. From Nebraska. Fun. Couldn't throw a lick, but he ran <laughs> ran, ran all over the field. The triple option attack was at its peak with Eric Crouch. He did a, he did a little, little analyst. He was an analyst for a short time on Big Ten Network and Fox Sports. And now him and his wife currently design playgrounds. In wow. Nebraska, Iowa, and South Dakota. Well, that's really bizarre. That went that went that that went real south real quick. And you, you thought it was going somewhere else. No, but I, they design playgrounds. That's that's what he does. Now. That's unbelievable. He won a Heisman Trophy. Now he and now he designs. But I mean, does he look happy? I don't know if he yeah. looks happy. I, I, just, I just would you up. be happy? No. I mean, come on. This is a guy that ran for over a thousand yards from the quarterback position as a senior, and now he's designing playgrounds. What, fifteen years later? Yeah. That no, I wouldn't be. No, not at all. I mean, if he is good for him, I think I'm glad. I, I had no idea where you're going with that one too, because I haven't heard about him 
I mean, forever. That's probably why, because no one cares about he, a guy who... He should have just rolled with the analyst gig if he could have. There's a lot of money in that. There is a lot of and money. And it's a that. great job. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Whatever. I mean, well, that's... I like that one a lot, because I always like looking back at Heisman winners, because so many times they don't pan out in the NFL, and you just have no idea where they are. In some sad news, one of them actually passed away this week uh, from Colorado... Ephraim Salam? Yeah. Yeah, he passed. Did they know what happened? It goes to show you they just found him in a park, said no foul play. It seems really weird. The Heisman winners, though, I think is one of the more interesting things, fraternities and sports awards, because it's some of the most, like, volatile human beings around. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. But just moving on to my where in the world, uh, I'm just going to drop the name and none of you are going to recognize it. Seth Petruzzelli. Seth Petruzzelli is the fill-in fighter with pink hair that beat Kimbo Slice in, like, 12 seconds. Wait, the, when Kimbo Slice keeled over and died, or was it the other guy? Uh, it's the guy that it was – so it was, I think it was Kimbo's debut on Ultimate – not the UFC, but whatever the, main network what, carried yes. it. So Kimbo was suppo- – and rest in peace, Kimbo, because that's a, just more – so many sad sports deaths. They just never – They never – They never. It's stopped. been a really rough year. But so Kimbo was billed as a street fighter and they brought him into ultimate fighting. And this was going to be, I think, his first professional, in quotes, fight. And he's supposed to fight Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock gets a cut in his eye like six days, maybe even less, before the fight and pulls out of the fight. And it's not easy to find someone that wants to fight Kimbo Slice, who's like an urban legend. And this guy with pink hair, you Google him, Seth Petruselli, pink hair. Fights Kimbo Slice on a whim, and he knocked him out in like a ridiculous amount of time. It's, I mean, it was so absurd. I, I it was so ridiculous, and there was like controversy after it that uh, that the fight was fixed, and like, or he they wanted him to fix it, and he didn't fix it. It, I, it was crazy, but Petrozelli now. Oh my God, this guy's an animal. He's a, he's a psycho. Pink mouthpiece too. We're actually watching the fight right now. I mean, look at this. This was a this was bad. This guy's an animal. He was nuts. But oh, I mean, when I you see him come this. out, you're like, oh, this Kimbo might kill this what guy. What a great where in the world. Yeah. And where is he now? He is a striking trainer for the WWE now. For the WWE. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, so now this is a guy that knocked out an urban legend in like the in like a couple of seconds. Now trains people how to fake punch. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. amazing. That's a, it's a, it's really amazing what. Yeah, that what, might be my favorite one I've what, done on the what, show what, since. What people do for money is unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And, spe- and speaking of money, uh, the Joakim Noah signing makes uh, Carl Pavano look like he was worth the money. But that, <sighs> well, we can, we'll get to that in a we minute. We can get to that. And we'll, we'll go through the Jets real quick. My take on the Jets right now is who got embarrassed on Monday Night Football is this is a young core the young players are starting to play. Some of them are playing well. I think Robbie Anderson's going to be all right at wide receiver. Deion Simon at defensive line. The biggest thing is they have no quarterback. Todd Bowles' staff is bad. I don't think Todd Bowles is as bad as people think. I think he's hired a terrible staff, which falls on him. But you don't just blow it up. I think the Jets, this core rolls for another year, and you try to turn things around. I think you will learn absolutely nothing about the 2017 New York Jets for the rest of this year because you're not because right. you're not playing any games that matter. And guys, when the pressure's off, guys could play however they want. No you learn about guys when the pressure's on, like Ryan Fitzpatrick in Week 17 last year against Buffalo. Yeah. Like yes. that's that's when you learn about guys. You're not going to learn anything about this team for the rest of this year. 
Just look forward to the draft. Yeah. I don't think Bulls should get fired. I think he needs to fire his entire staff yes, and hire a new staff, it. and then move on and see what you got next year. Try to. You're probably not going to find the quarterback in this draft, so maybe That's, you bring back Geno Smith for a year. See, but I I don't know. I just think he would have been the best option this year, but they ruined that relationship. And I mean, it's it's goes so much deeper than that. We'll conti- We'll talk a lot of Jets this offseason, but right now this is not a this hot not, topic. No, not a hot topic. Which now we can talk about a hot topic. Your New York Knicks. My New York yeah, Knicks. Don't York ever Knicks. refer to the Knicks as my New York Knicks ever again. Because they, look, man, they've actually won nine out of their last 12 going into tonight. Unbelievable. Against Cle- They're playing Cleveland tonight. You guys are going to hear this tomorrow. So They'll be manslaughtered they'll by be, tomorrow. They'll be manslaughtered by tomorrow. I think LeBron's going to drop like 100 on Phil Jackson's neck tonight. I would, does love, it, I would love that. Doesn't, doesn't like Shoot every time, LeBron. Yeah. Because even if you make 20% of the shots, you'll still win. Yes. So... Uh, my take with the Knicks right now is that Derrick Rose is playing really, really well, but that's not necessarily good for the Knicks. No. And you understand what I mean? He's stunting the growth of Porzingis, and he's yes. because he's a ball-dominant point guard. Oh, without a doubt. And a guy like Melo needs the ball, and Porzingis needs the it's ball. It's a weird team. It's it's odd. It's Because they play better when Rose isn't in the game, but when Rose is in the game, he plays well. So it's just a, it's an odd mix. I don't even know what to compare it to. I don't want to say it. It's definitely not – I don't – it's so weird. The Knicks are playing well, and that's good, but I want to call this a mirage because this is a team that's not really going to go too far in the postseason and also not the team that's going to be around Porzingis two years from now, in no, my opinion. No, and I, I just this, – this Noah signing has been abysmal. He's been terrible. He's been, he's been terrible. And that's like a three – they're locked into that. Four years. Four years. That's it's 18 million a year. Unbelievable. Stealing money. What, how, what is he, 33 at the end of that deal? Yeah, he's stealing money right now. He's – it's the most Knicks signing ever. Yes. Ever. It's the equivalent to the Jets signing like – I don't know. Someone broken down at the end of their career. Not Brett Favre because Brett Favre actually played well for the he was, first Yeah, he was season. actually good. But I, I don't even know. I can't even compare Football it to Football teams don't even do stupid shit like this. No. The Knicks do. No. Basketball teams. Just, I, I feel like it was kind of – I feel like this whole thing was a ploy. Like they I, – I feel like they said to Derrick Rose like when they traded for him like, yeah, we're going to sign Noah now. I feel like that was that was the – the thing I feel like it was a package deal. You're probably reason. right, and and it just totally backfired. It's sad that we. It is December seventh of the first year of a four year big deal, and we're thinking, how do we unload this guy? Yeah, and you can't. And I have no answers. So you I'm can't, not. No one's you, taking that contract. No, you need like three first round picks it's, to go with him. It's four, and they don't have any first round no, picks because they, they never, never do. First they never do. Porzingis was it's, the oh, Porzingis was man. the first round yeah. pick, and it's four on five whenever he's on offense. So. So it's it's terrible it's it's terrible, but but they will yeah. make the playoffs. <sighs> I don't want to say. <laughs> I said they wouldn't early on. I don't know. I'm still going to stick to that. They won't make the playoffs. I think they'll they they're going to collapse at some point. But we're going to talk about another playoff really quickly, which is the college football playoffs. It's got everyone all hot and bothered. Everyone's all pissed off. And look, which here's here's the only thing I'm going to say about about the play the college football playoff itself. The committee just proved that this is not 
a playoff. This is an invitational because you don't it. you don't need to play your way in or win anything to get in. It's all based on these arbitrary rankings that come out. If you're gonna have your own rankings, why do we have rankings early in the season that come I, up to that? Point? I agree, and I like that point a lot that it's an invitational because the bottom line it is. I'm glad Washington got in. It's I do feel a little bad for Penn State. I know they got blown out by Michigan. I think they also played really poorly against Pittsburgh. But at the end of the day, they won the Big Ten, and they were watching from home. And Pittsburgh also beat Clemson. Yeah. So oh, I know. So, Pittsburgh was a weird team this year. But the whole thing – my point, and I'll go through this quick, is that the playoff needs to be – if they want to make it seem like this, that more invitational, it needs to be expanded to six or eight teams. I think I like the, the – to make an actual playoff, if you win your conference, if you win a Power Five conference, you get an automatic I like bid into the playoffs, and then you have – one wild card as the six, and then one and two get buys, like the NFL playoffs. One and like two get buys, three play six. And four debating plays five one wild card after the conference winners is more fun than saying what conference winners are we leaving out. Yes, and also it's ridiculous. And also speaking of conference winners, I know no one in their right mind is going to agree with me, but hear me out. Oklahoma got hosed. You they know did. why They're Oklahoma got hosed? They went undefeated in a Power Five conference in the Big Twelve, and they went outside of their conference. To play big games. They played. I know they lost. Their two losses. They had the best two losses of anybody in the right. They lost to Ohio State. They lost to Houston. What's the criteria? They went. Washington played nobody. Washington played Rutgers. Yeah. Washington played like an FCS school. Like Portland State or something. Just a bad Pac-12. And Washington's good. Washington is good. Washington is good. But if you're going to have a criteria, what's the criteria? Oklahoma got hosed. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, we'll definitely revisit the playoff a little bit next week just to kind of preview it, but we had to get our, our stance off on that. Uh, now it's time for the last call. We're working I'm working on the soundboard, I swear. We're working on the soundboard. It's been a busy time of year. Uh, I'll take this one away real quick just to revisit the Jets again. Apparently it came out today, Todd Bowles never told Ryan Fitzpatrick that he was benched for the year. There's no one cares about He that. told the media first. <laughs> Who the hell cares? Ryan Fitzpatrick sucks and doesn't even deserve to be on this team. And now the news is like, hey, you should feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick because he found out through the media that he was benched for like the 50th time in his career. Did he Don't think, care. Did he think like – did he think he Did should, he really think he should go out again on the field after that first half did he see, or after his entire career? Did he see what happened on Monday night? No. And well, he also said after the game that he didn't care about the big picture and that he cared about himself. He, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the biggest phony in sports. He also just stole twelve million. He's the biggest means. phony in sports. He, I, I, I don't care that he wears his wedding band when he plays. I don't care that he went to Harvard. I don't care that he has a shitty beard. I hate the guy. That that you the look of conviction on Connor's face right now. It's it's. Oh, and he also didn't train all off season too. There's passion behind so, that. There's there's good. a lot of passion. Behind twelve million dollars later, good for him. Hey, can't hate it. That's why we don't. When the care. money's there, take it. That's why we don't care about it. What do you got for us? I got. Um, I don't know if you remember Seth Blatter. Of course I do. Yes, yeah, the most famous name in sports by yeah, the week. Yeah, Seth Blatter, the uh, FIFA commissioner who just conning everyone hard. Oh man! So he appealed um, about his FIFA ban, and it was upheld. So not surprisingly, I mean, come that, on. What does this that, guy expect? That, what did he expect to happen? Like you, you were bribing, you were bribing countries, basically. Like if you just pay me this much money, you'll get the World Cup. <gasps> sleazy, so, sleazy. Like, and then he appeals. Like the balls you have to have to appeal that is unbelievable. Still banned for another six years, but you're probably never going to hear his name ever again. And we're going to skip question of the week this week because we're running short on time again. Yeah, we'll, we'll get questions next. We'll week. We'll get questions next week. It's Hit us up on Twitter. Dad time. 
Now it's time for dad. You can start with dad. Uh, dad, this is another quick one for me. Dad's fired up about Penn State winning the Big Ten. He's fired up for the Rose Bowl against USC. My dad loves bowl season. There's nothing more than my dad loves in bowl season. I And it was kind of sweet because growing up, like, I'd be off from school for, like, two weeks, and we would just sit and watch bowl games. Every bowl all, game. Every single – me and my dad would watch every single bowl. The San Diego County Credit Union Point Set of Bowl. Tax Slayer Bowl. Yeah. Um, GoDaddy.com Bowl. The Bahamas one now. Yeah. We watch every bowl game. So he's fired up for Penn State. Not even that mad that they're not in the playoff because I think he kind of knows Alabama would just crush them. Uh, disappointed with the Jets. Uh, I'm trying to think what he's happy about the young players, but he's disappointed with the Jets season. And we're on to pitchers and catchers because the Mets are going to be awesome this year. That's what that that's yeah. all, Dad. Yeah, we're pumped up. Yeah, my dad is was fired up, so he bought a new TV from uh, <laughs> from this Best Buy. This got to be a nightmare. He, he fired up about this TV. Like he's been talking about it for like four <laughs> weeks. He waited for the right time to get it for a thousand dollars, sixty-five inch. He did Black Friday this. Right? No, he did this before Black so Friday. An so animal. he's an animal, this guy. So he, so they're supposed to deliver it to the house. It's not there. It says it's been delivered, but it's not there. So now he's really fired up. I've so he, had this problem. Before. So he calls up Best Buy, and they give him this woman on the phone, and she can't answer his question. And she's like, Let me, "I have to redirect you to somebody else." But before I go, did I answer all your questions? <laughs> and my and my dad on the phone says. Did I answer all your questions? I had I had one question. You couldn't answer it. What kind of a question is that? I feel and bad for those people. I feel terrible for those people because well, he's they, right. He, absolutely. And then he was like, you know what? I know this call is being is being recorded for quality assurance, but I'm recording it on my end. So you have me. I have you. Let's not play games. I was like, you need to see someone about your anger issues when it comes to. Products not getting delivered to the house now. However, he had to go to Best Buy, and the guy got him the upgraded version of the TV for the same price. So he ended up getting like a two thousand dollar TV for like that's awesome. Yeah, four K. He's jacked up about it. He's been watching Netflix, like just binge watching Netflix. Not even shows. Not even shows on Netflix. He's been watching like like documentaries like that, like about (laughs) photographers going out into like the African Amazon and these things. Look, it looks like like you look like you want to. The picture's so clear, like you want to dive. No doubt, you want to dive into your TV because you think. it's right in front of you, like the water. It's ridiculous. But that's what he's thinking about this week. Dumbest thing I saw this week. I love this conference. What's about? I didn't know until you wrote it in the doc. You didn't know about no, this. Explain to other people what United Airlines is about to start charging people to use the overhead. They kind of suck, but I don't. They suck. For, so look, I want to explain why, but I want you to go. I have a vendetta against United. They since, suck since last year. Okay. So I went to Jamaica for my buddy's wedding. And coming back... Savage wedding spot. Savage wedding spot. Coming back, it was the weekend of the 26 inches of snow that we got up here. Wow, perfect. So, coming back now, I have to connect in Houston. My flight... I remember this. My flight from Houston to New York gets canceled. So now I'm in the Jamaican airport, two hours from the resort. Their computer system is from like 1975. (laughs) They can't print my ticket out because my next flight is canceled. So they can't print my ticket for the first flight because they need to print both tickets. Oh so I was God. the first person online when, when, when they opened. I was the last person to leave because it took them a full hour and a half to print my ticket out. That's terrifying. Then I get to Houston. That is terrifying because especially when you're two hours from the resort, not great. <laughs> then I get to Houston. 
I get on my flight's canceled. I get online to talk to the United people. At least you were back in the United States. Back in the United States. I'm right. I get to the front of the line. The woman standing at the sitting at the desk goes, "I can't do this right now." Gets up and leaves. Oh my and god! And leaves. She leaves. That like you're. Just, I don't like, even know what I would have done. Like I was like, you, airports I was, are tough. I was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to run out and just tell me. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's I laughing thought, at you. Like, and then your parents come out. Exactly. And like your girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then you get on a plane and go home. This did not. Happen. <laughs> oh my god! I finally get I finally get up to someone and she says, she says, yeah, we're not gonna be able to get you home till Wednesday. I was like, it's Sunday night. She goes, yeah, we, we don't have any flights till Wednesday. I was like, what do you mean you don't have any flights till Wednesday? That's three days from now. She's like, yeah, half a week. She's like, there's a lot of things going on in the Northeast. I'm like, yeah, there's snow. It snows there every It snows year. there. I've been here my whole life. Like the, we get the, this every like, year. Like the runway is gonna be cleared next, like tomorrow. They're like, no, nah, we gotta put you up in a hotel. I stayed in a hotel in Houston for three nights. What did you do? What did I do? Um, I watched. Houston's a not even fun. No, Houston's not even Sucks. fun. And I was right by the airport too, which so I had to drive like forty. I would have had to go like forty minutes into the city. I think that would have been the end of me. Like it was terrible. So I stopped at a ninety-nine cent breakfast place. <laughs> it was like, exists. Ninety-nine. What is it like? One egg is ninety-nine. It's like cents. one egg, grits, like two slices it's of bacon, a dump, and like t- it's, it's got it's a dump. dump. I, I felt. I felt like less of a human being after leaving that place. And then I and then I ate at the hotel bar every night and I met this guy named Alan from Ohio who was an oil worker. And that was the extent of my three days and I watched a ton of college basketball. That's brutal. And I did Sean T fitness workouts in my hotel room because there was no fitness center. Oh, not even there? No. Well now I get it. I hate United. Now I get it. So you're pissed that they're charging to use the overhead bin. Yes. So you is it gonna be like you put coins in the bin? I don't know lost? how it's gonna work. I have no idea how it's gonna work. But this isn't okay. So but I'm boycotting United. I'm not fine. Uh, it sucks. But here's my reason why I'm happy about it. My biggest pet peeve of flying has changed from people waiting at the gate when they're not first class or section one. And just clocking the gate to now the overhead bins. I have an, I I really have a problem with people that travel. Like they're just the most frantic, worst human beings ever. I know they're I'm, just so scared. I know. I'm getting on a plane next week. I get it that a lot of people don't travel often, but when you do and everything is such a seamless process, everyone around you will annoy you. At or the point. people that can't read signs in the airport and they're no. like looking up at the signs and they're standing there clogging traffic and you're like, get out of my Please way. move right with now. your 85 suitcases. Yes. Oh my God. So here's why I want people to pay for the overhead bin. I'm so annoyed by one, I explained in this podcast recently that they never let me put my stuff at my feet, my book bag, because well, I'm always, you're always sitting in the front yeah, row, which is a stupid rule. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> the second thing is the carry on. What I was sort of a carry on was a book bag, a small duffel bag. Now these cheap, and this is another problem with charging people for things. These cheap people don't check bags in and they bring on these 50 pound bags and shove them in the overhead bin and jam them in there. and jam them. And since I wait for everyone to get on the plane because they're stupid and congest the whole thing, I just, even if I'm section one, I was seat 1A three weeks ago and I waited to get on the plane last because I don't want to deal with anyone. Every overhead bin is jammed, packed. Yeah. And they tell me, sir, you can't put your book bag at your feet because you're at the front. 
And I go, yeah, I can't put my stuff in the overhead bin either because all these idiots bring on 50 pound carry-ons. And then they make me put my stuff all the way in, in the, the back. back. And then I can't get off the plane. Until everybody exits. Do you see why I hate all of this? I see why you hate all of this, but if I'm going to pay a $400, right. $500 ticket for the for the flight. Oh, airlines I, get worse every year. I better not pay for if, to put it, my stuff on yeah. top. I oh I agree. All right, well that was fun. Yeah, I know. It's, I, airlines, I, airlines are fun I, talk I, on no, this because we travel. A lot. Yeah, and I'm traveling to California twice this month. You're insane. Yeah, I'm I right. got Costa Rica this month, and uh, when I get there, I'm just gonna sit in the sand and forget about all these morons. That's gonna be fun for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to LA twice this month. That's gonna be fun. LA is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just go right into story time. Um, so this is uh, this is the most random story. I needed a random story this week because I want to start a Connor dating section, but Connor's really not into that. Yet. I'll do it. We, we might, I will we, definitely do it. I just get nervous that the people I go on dates with will always somehow find this, even though they never ever. They're will. not gonna find this ever. They're not. Gonna so find this. this is this isn't recent. I won't get. I will never do. Re- How about this? I will never do recent dates. You can do recent dates. I can if it's good. Do a recent date. Do I, no, I had it. No. Uh, so, all right. So this one is about from uh, you know, a couple months ago. I went on a date with someone and my server was somebody I had been on a date with. And you didn't call her back. No, no. I went on it. I saw her like two or three times and like it got really weird and I was just out. I was done. Now, I knew where she worked because I had met her at this place so I thought I was in the clear by just not going there, but apparently she also works at this other restaurant. So I get to my table with my date, who is, wasn't like a first time date, like I'd been seeing this girl. And my server is the chick that I had been on dates with like maybe a year ago, eight months ago. Oh, did you get a snarky comment to start? No, she was good. She didn't, she didn't ruin my life. But like the fact it was, do you imagine that? No, actually I can't. The whole meal. The entire meal. She didn't even bail. She didn't even come over and introduce herself and go, oh my God, I've been out with this guy and then flipped to another server. She gutted it out. She's a beast. Did she you tip her well? I did because like, whatever. You, I mean, you can't feel bad. Yeah. I mean, I used to be, there was a time where I was a server, so I'll never tip somebody badly unless they are actually an asshole. But like, I mean, talk about how crazy is that? That's awesome. But this kind of stupid stuff happens to me. Like, it, I make my own bed. Did so you, did you... Yeah, I, no, you actually can't even mention that to the girl that you're with because she'll freak Hell, out. No, she would have lost her mind. She'll freak out. She would have lost her mind. She would have probably canceled dinner right there. She'd be like, we're out. Because like, it wasn't like the first time I'd been with her. Like, I'd seen her a couple of times. She'd have been like, oh, like that's how much you date around? <laughs> that we're, that at, we're at a restaurant and the server <laughs> is a girl you dated? And I'm just like, yeah, maybe I got to move out of Hoboken. So I have a question. <laughs> what do you, how do you get these dates? you like go to bars and meet these girls? Or the you- girl I was on a date with, I actually met at a bar, which is nice nowadays, rather than like everyone doing like stupid Tinder mm. and like, so yeah. That it's was better cool. to do it in person. Yeah. You actually, you know. 100%. The girl that was the server that I'd been on a date with, uh, was like this coffee shop I used to go to and write at. She was one of like the barista or whatever. Writing at a coffee shop, this guy. Yeah. So I would sit there, right? We'd talk, whatever. Push comes to shove. Yeah, total hipster move. Not cool. (laughs) Not cool. So so that's that. I'm very intrigued about like what you're doing with dating now because I've been out of the game for a while now. Ah, Dude, I'm such a floater. Like Like, Like I'm so interested as to how 
Well, the hot Pe- the how people get dates. Oh, it's dude, it's insane. People are have struggled with human interaction. Yeah, it's probably it's bad. terrible. It's bad. Is it's, it that bad? People are just you go up to somebody and they like are like shocked that they're you're talking to a stranger. Oh my god! Speaking of people struggling with with like just human interaction, I almost killed an eight year old kid on the way here. <laughs> so he's looking. This is totally off topic, but I don't even care because I taught this kid a life lesson in under five minutes. I'm walking down the street and this kid, he's with his, he's with his mom and like his sister, but he's clearly on his phone playing Pokemon or doing something, just looking down, not even looking up. So in my head, I'm going, I could get out of the way because I see him coming. But then in my head, then I'm going, but then what am I teaching him? That it's okay for him to not pay attention and that, you know, people are just going to get out of the way for him. No, because in real life. If you have your head down, you get you run get over. run over. Yeah. So I just yeah. kept walking. I don't blame you. And I my shoulder went right into him, and the phone hit him in the face. Oh god! And I said, "I'm sorry." And I smirked a little bit, and I just kept walking. What did the mom do? Nothing. She told him he should have been looking down. Good, 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 good. good, good call. See, the, you made the right move because there's also parents that. Oh man, there's just parents that think their kid is like. Stupid proof. Yeah, and that's why... Like, just teach him manners. Yeah, exactly. Hope and that's, sidewalks are narrow, too. Yeah, very look up. Look up. You oh, have yeah, one I job. Taught, you got one job. I taught that kid life lesson under five minutes. Yeah. And you know you what? Break his nose. Guess what? He's yeah, fine. He's, he's fine. He's fine. Don't be standing on the tracks when the train's coming through, kiddo. That's it. That's all I have. That's all I have to say. I like that. So, my story time. That could have been story time, but this is my story time. My Twitter has never been more active than it was on Monday night. Because Ken Rosenthal tweeted out that the Nationals were close to a deal for Chris Sale. He said there's a legitimate chance that Chris Sale goes to the Nationals. Instant panic. And it wasn't instant panic. It was instant panic. It was, well, it was how could this happen because Trey Turner was not mentioned in this deal. That's right. So if you're – that's the top guy that if you're trading a guy like Sale – this talk, he's the, the piece. The talk start and end with Trey Turner. If he's not involved, the phone's getting hung up because you don't need the trade sale. So I just wrote, reply, how is Trey Turner not in that deal? And I got bamboozled by people telling me that's not how it works. Oh, my that, God. They go, that, they go, that's not how it works. Uh, Robles and Giolito, top 15 prospects. I go, listen, guys, here's the deal that they're, they're top 15 prospects. If I'm trading one of the best young pitchers in baseball, who's in his prime, who still has three years left on his seven, right? He's 27. He still has three years left on his contract. He gives you 200 plus innings every year. Strikes out a ton of guys. Pitches eight eight innings regardless every single start. I'm getting back your best young yes. guy who has proven that he could play in the major leagues. Which already. they did get that back from the Red Sox. Ex- well, they didn't get that back from the Red Sox. They got Moncada. Yeah. All right. He so, hasn't proved he could, they got, but they got their best. They prospect. got a piece though. They got that, a piece yes. that they got back. Listen, if Trey Turner was in the deal, I guarantee you the Nationals have Chris Sale. No now. doubt. But and so now some guy says to me, some guy says to me, you don't know what you're talking about. Why wouldn't that. you want? Why wouldn't you want a 19 year old who's about to be in AAA and a 21 year old who already had Tommy John? I go, you just made my point for me. Exactly. You had a 21 year old who already had Tommy John. And he so goes, dumb. he goes, do you know how many 19-year-olds get to AAA? I go, that's not the point. 
The point is that he's not ready to play in the major leagues. And if I'm trading Chris Sale, I want a guy who's ready right now, plus your other Give pro- your fans something I, to get. I want a guy who's ready to play right now, plus your 21-year-old, yep. plus your 19-year-old. That's the deal. Yep. Because I'm trading, I'm trading one of the best pitchers in baseball who's 27 years old. That's how it works. Fans overvalue their prospects. It's unbelievable how fans overvalue their the prospects. The overvaluing of prospects is the worst. Because, it's bizarre. Because... You have also, I know as a fan, you've never seen this guy play. That's my favorite thing about this. You you only see his numbers and read about his progress. What Keith Law is telling you. Exactly. Who Keith Law, I have a vendetta against Keith Law because, <laughs> look. He's got a great gig. I, he has a great gig because he all he does is crunch numbers and he's never actually yeah. stepped on a field before. And I'll put a T, listen. Keep law. I'm calling you out. You might not ever ever listen to this, but I'm calling you out right now. You draft a fan. You draft a team like for real life. We're gonna start a team. This isn't gonna be a fantasy thing because I don't do war and all that stuff. We'll. I, you pick your best nine. I'll pick my best nine, and we'll see who has the better season. That not fantasy numbers. Just I'm talking about team. just baseball team. Let's go. Yeah, Keep right. law. You and me. We're going at it because you fire me up with all your war talk and your saber metrics talk, and it's all BS. You never step. You've never stepped between the lines and put the eye black on. All right. So I don't want to hear anything. No, I, that's, that's it. I'm fired up about it, it. it. I'll finish with this: is that it? Just fans always overvalue not only their players but prospects. Uh, I briefly talked about how and wrote about how Joey Bosa is the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, and it's it's not a discussion between him and Leonard Floyd on the Bears. And man, not all Bears fans, because some of them replied and messaged me and said, "Hey, you're right, it's not close." But some Bears fans lost their minds over this, and their argument to me was that I'm not watching Leonard Floyd. Meanwhile, I know none of you watch the Chargers. Number one, so you're hypocrites. And I do watch Leonard Floyd because my job is to watch football. Is to watch football. I get paid to do this. Then their second point was when they realized they lost that, the one guy says, I would take all those job offers too if I wanted to be poor. Number two, you have no idea what I make. And then I go on the guy's feed. He's writing and posting pictures of mock drafts, like seven round mock drafts he did, like from a Word doc, not on a published website. Onto his feet, and I said, "No, but you'll do it for free." Oh, so you, that stung him. I, it's tough because I never get into Twitter you don't get wars. Into I'm always like the nice guy, and people message me all the time. I leave my DMs open, and they're like, "You know, thank you for being like yeah, and re- whatever." There's always the fans that when it becomes personal, like one, don't talk about what people, what money people. No, make, because then not. you're just a scumbag, and you don't know. Two, stop being such a fanboy and a hypocrite. You and, know, and that's you, the only two times I'll react. Yeah, and, and so most of the time I still won't react. But this, dude, this better, dude was like a 45-year-old, like, hardo. And I was still like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to. I do I'm too. Gonna have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. And also, and another guy, you know what? I get that. Because sometimes they say something, something that's so stupid that you're like, I need to respond to this. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I did because I was actually, like, kind of busy. Like, I was finishing something up at work, at, like, for work. But I was just like, this is so dumb that I just need to, like... And then eventually I was nice because I was just like, whatever. But what a sad, sad, sad existence. Sad, exi- sad and, existence. Oh, and then another guy tells me, another guy tells me, trading a major league player for a major league player makes no sense for a rebuild. I go, trading a, ma- trading a major league player who's 22 years old and is the future of your franchise makes no sense. Thank you. I'll just, well, that, you. Yeah, you went into MLB Twitter. I don't go down that road. I went way I, into I don't road. touch it. I, the only thing I tweeted MLB in the last two weeks or three weeks is one that I was happy Cespedes is back. 
Two, I think Terry Collins, while a bad manager, is the most likable manager in baseball. He's so likable. He's such a nice old dude. Such a nice old dude. I can't. When every time he's on TV, I, I'm just like, man. It's like I really want the guy to be better. I love when he stutters at press conferences, yeah. like after the games, after he's, a bad loss. I know. I feel so bad for him, but that's my takeaway. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, so, I'll be mad at him in what ninety days. You'll be mad at him when no, the catcher start. Yeah, I'll be pretty pissed. I'll be pissed at him too. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap things up here. Get it going. We'll see you next week. Send in your questions. We might have a guest next week. We're gonna hold, we're gonna hold that one close to the surprise chest. Surprise, surprise, special surprise. Uh, Keith Law and Chris Sale might be on the show. If Keith Law, Keith Law, I'd love to come. Keith Law, I kind of like, like you because we'll, I wouldn't know shit about prospects. Keith Law, we'll get on here. We'll, we'll get it going. We'll see you guys next week.